Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic, strategy and manifestation, stay tuned. This is for you. So you've probably heard about Mercury being in retrograde at some point in time during the year, and this actually happens multiple times during the year. But Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde or that its movement is going to affect us because we're all on Earth, we're all part of the solar system, and all of the planets are basically affecting us all of the time. And if that sounds really overwhelming for you, I totally get it. And I also have the perfect solution for you. So if you've been here for a while, you know that I love the Magic of Eye Astrology Planners. They are honestly the most beautiful planners I have ever seen. And if you go over to my Instagram feed, you will see them for yourself. They just look stunning. And this year they have released a whole bunch of new colors. I just picked up one in a beautiful moss green because I am loving green at the moment. And so basically what you're going to get when you get a Magic of Eye planner is not just a planner for the year that's also going to help you plan your week. It also comes with like optimum time life guides. So what this is, is they've broken down the astrological transits of every single day of the entire year, and they tell you what's the best use of your energy for each day. They also mention when Mercury is in retrograde, so you can make sure you're not buying any electronics or making any hasty decisions with your communication during that time. But it also through each month and through each astrological season is going to help you learn how to harness that energy of the what's going on with the planets, of what's going on with the stars, so that you can be really using that energy to your best advantage. And if you're new to astrology, basically the way I would break it down is like imagine having a weather forecast that was actually accurate for the rest of the year. So you know like, okay, this week it might be a little bit more challenging for communication. Maybe I'll plan to have those important conversations at a different time of year. And it's also a really incredible manifestation and goal setting guide because it gives you space to write down your monthly goals, your intentions, your actionable steps to get there. And it's just a really overall incredible astrology learning tool for beginners. So if all of that sounds good to you and you know you want to get your hands on one, as well as they also have amazing matching planners and other like moon phase calendars. And with the code Kim Acrig, that will save you 10% off everything on their website and you they make amazing gifts as well like if someone gave this to me I would be so excited so yeah head on over to their website which is magicofi.com the link is in the show notes if you're like out driving right now and you can't write that down but yeah the code is Kim Acrig and I can't wait for you to get your hands on these Happy New Year, everybody. I hope your start to the year is going really good. I feel like this year, something about this new year already feels like a big energy shift. Like I'm not usually a big New Year's person, (laughs) like in the sense that like, I really like to go to bed early. I like waking up feeling good. I don't drink. Um, That's like a whole other conversation. Um, I don't drink anyways, so... I don't really like I like waking up feeling good and that usually also means going to bed early 
Um, but the thing is, is of course at the start of every year, I think it's a time of reflection. Like we kind of think back to the previous year and we're like, what went well? What do I want more of? Like all of the things. And along with the beginning of the year, a lot of us end up like either setting goals or like making resolutions. And uh, I wanted to use this episode to kind of share about like how you can actually set goals for yourself that you are going to hit and also like how you can use the power of your mind to like make this easier for you. So the first thing I was like, we're just going to dive on in. Oh, first, before I do that, something I wanted to share with you is this year or this January, I am doing an offer for 34% off of one-to-one RTT sessions. And the reason that it's 34% is because I am turning 34 this year and I really wanted to do like a fun birthday offer. And even though my birthday is not until February, we are going to be doing something else in February. So stay tuned for that. But so for all of January sessions are 444 and normally they are 695. So if you have been really wanting to get clear on like what is blocking you subconsciously um, and clear it out, starting fresh in the new year, now is the time to do it. And um, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So what we are going to be talking about in the episode is, so how to set goals that you are going to actually hit. And there is a little bit of an art and a science to this. Um, Of course, like we like vision boarding and stuff, but the way that you speak about your goals and the way that you write your goals down actually has a lot to say about how well you can achieve it. So the first thing is sometimes I see people and they're like, oh, I want less of this. And that is like, first of all, that's good. That's good that you know what you want less of, but the mind doesn't work that way. Your mind hears it doesn't hear things in the negative. It just is like focused on the thing. So for example, you're like, I want to drink less. Like, what does that even mean? It's very hard to form a picture in your head of what does drinking less mean? And especially to your mind, because your mind just hears drink. And we're not, we don't want to focus on drinking. We want to focus on drinking less. So that you have to figure out what does that look like for you? Like, how can you make that a clear picture in your head? Does that mean only having three drinks in a week? Because that's something very concrete. And like, you can visualize what that looks like. You can tell your mind like, okay, we're going to do three drinks in a week. And so as soon as you give your, your mind something to move towards, it's like, okay, I can make that happen. And the mind really likes things that kind of are tangible like it's easier for us to understand like oh that's what we're moving towards and so I I really want you to think about when you're writing down your goals focus on what do you want and then second part to that is I think it's really important to focus on like why do you want that what what do you think that's going to give you because I think a lot of us we kind of get stuck on like being thinking we have to willpower our way into creating the version of ourselves that we want. And I just want to tell you like straight away, like that doesn't work. Um, Willpower is, I mean, it's kind of finite, or I wouldn't say that willpower is finite. I would say what, what happens is your subconscious programming takes over when you're not paying attention. And of course it is very difficult to be present in every single moment of your life. And of course, like we always want to be cultivating mindfulness. We want to be thinking about being in the present moment. But the the reality is, is we're human and we're not 
most people, most people I would say cannot do this 100% of the time. That's just not how we're wired because that would take so much energy and so much effort and your mind really just wants to conserve energy. And so that's why it goes, it defaults back to what is your subconscious programming. And your subconscious programming is created like primarily between the ages of zero to seven. But the thing is, is like your mind likes to go back to its habits. And so this is where willpower really fails us because we think we make it mean that we're like, oh, we're not trying hard enough, but really it's just your mind going back to the old programming when you're not like paying a hundred percent of your attention. Because if we look at neuroplasticity, like those pathways are so much, they're like super highways. If we've done something over and over and over again, like that neural wiring is very strong. So it's very easy for us to just default back to what we were doing before. So the thing is that we kind of have to focus on is like, if you want to create goals that you actually are going to achieve, it takes going like a step deeper and being like, how do I become the person that this kind of behavior is just easy for? So I'm just going to use myself as an example. And um, I really love working out. Like I love Pilates. I love being active. I love going for walks. I love dance. I love horseback riding. I like, all, I love being active. It's really a big part of my mental health and well-being, but also just like how I take care of my body. And I, even when I'm really, really, really busy, or like even when I was just on holiday, <laughs> I made it a priority to work out pretty much every single day, like to get in some kind of a movement. And if that's not your default, you might be like, Kim, like, what is wrong with you? Why are you working out when you're on a holiday? <laughs> but that's because like working out and being active has become a part of my identity. It's like who I am. Like one of my top values is health. So that by nature comes along with like, I want to take care of my health. My health is really important to me. So working out is just a natural extension of that. And it's not even something that I would necessarily say that I have to try very hard to do. It's more like, there's going to be moments where like, I definitely wake up and I'm like, I do not feel like doing a workout right now. But I go and do it anyways. Because the thing is, is you, you never regret a workout, you never regret going for a walk, you never regret moving your body. Like even if at first you're like, oh, I don't really feel like doing this. Once you get started and you get going, then you're like able to keep going. And was I always like this? Not really. I think when I was younger, like in my teens, um, I like I had like an eating disorder and stuff and I would work out for like hours every day. And I would not say that then I was doing it from a place of, oh my God, I love working out. I was doing it from a place of fear, which is a little bit different. But then like through like healing that and working through that, I needed to develop a new relationship like to my body and to working out. And so I was able to kind of transform working out into being a thing that I enjoy. So what I kind of mean by sharing this is like the working out became a byproduct of who I became. Like I wanted to become the version of myself that really likes to exercise for fun and enjoyment and like also to get health benefits and like feel good about my body. But it, it became a, a characteristic of the kind of person who was that. 
So it becomes, it becomes an identity thing. And so when something is your identity, it's a whole lot easier to do it because you're like, well, that's just who I am. And I know that maybe that can sound challenging if you feel like you're really far from that version of yourself that you want to be. But the only way you're going to get there is by choosing to adopt it as an identity. And so when you can start being like, okay, well, like the kind of person that I want to be, like, who is that person? What do they believe? What do they value? Like, how can I make that more of me? And of course, this probably isn't a process that's going to happen overnight. You can definitely speed this up by working with your subconscious mind. But the reality is, is it took time to form your old habits and it's going to take time to change them. And the thing about discipline and willpower and being motivated is I think we spend too much time looking for how do I be motivated? How do I have more willpower to do the things? But really it's like we default to our habits. So if you can look at like, what are my habits in this area and what kind of habits would support me being that person? Because when motivation runs out and willpower runs out, you're going to default back to your habits. And so if my habit is making sure that I move my body for at least 30 minutes every single day, like kind of it's a non-negotiable because then it becomes so much easier because even if I don't necessarily feel like doing that thing, I'm just like, this is just what I do. And I think that's the thing that we kind of mistake a lot of the time is like when we are adopting a habit or we're doing something new or we're stretching ourselves, we assume that we're either going to like want to do it all of the time. And we assume that it's never going to not feel like a chore. And while I'm not saying you should load a hundred things onto your plate that feel like a chore, I think it's realizing that being uncomfortable often means that you're doing something right. And as humans, we are, we kind of like shy away from discomfort because it's uncomfortable, obviously. Um, But the thing is, is that we really have to realize, like, if we are uncomfortable doing something, then there is probably a good reason for that. And that just means that it's unfamiliar. And this is different than doing something that like goes against your values, or you guys are smart, you understand what I'm saying. Um, But it's really like, how can you make this thing become like a non-negotiable thing that you do? Like, how can you build this into your routine? How can you make this a habit? And I think the thing that we also kind of overestimate is like how many things we should try and change at once. And I think depending on like what season you are in your life, like if you've got a lot going on, telling yourself you're going to overhaul absolutely everything is kind of setting yourself up to fail. Because I think we should be like, you have to take stock of like, okay, what other things are happening in my life right now? Like, for example, when I'm at school and things are really, really, really busy, that's probably not the time for me to start launching a whole new like digital product in my business. Because it's like, those things are both going to require like all of my effort and you can't give everything a hundred percent. And I think we live in a society that really tells you, you can have it all and like all the things. And I think you can, but I think there's also knowing that like, you don't need to have it all at once. And maybe that sounds a little bit depressing, but I think it's also just like taking the thing that I see with so many people is like, we are so burnt out. We are so tired. Our nervous systems are overwhelmed just from this, the world that we live in. And also realizing that it's like, we are in such a rush for everything to happen now. Like I just see this constantly, like people being like, how do I quantum leap into this? How do I change everything really fast? And it's like, not that I don't, 
it's kind of like I think sometimes there's an overemphasis on like we think when we get there, everything's going to be okay. But what countless studies show us is like when people go through like something really big, like whether they like win the lottery or whether they like end up in a wheelchair or some kind of accident happens, it's like generally we default back to our previous level of happiness, like after a year or whatever it is. And I know that sounds wild, but it's, it's really realizing that it's like, if you can find a way to feel that inner peace and that happiness now, without it being contingent on you getting the thing, you're going to find that you get there a lot faster and you feel a lot better when you get there. Because as soon as you start putting that um, that expectation on things to be external, that that thing is going to be the thing that makes you feel good and feel comp- content and happy and fulfilled, um, like the carrot is always going to be dangling. There's always going to be something that you're trying to get to next. And you're not going to be able to like rest in where the like place that you are now. So yeah, that was kind of a long thing about <laughs> step one, but I, steps two to six are going to be a lot shorter. So number two is sort of what I was saying before, make it specific. Don't be like, I want to lose weight or I want to drink less or like, these are not specific things. Like when I say specific, like you should be able to like write it down on a piece of paper and I tell you, yes, I can see that you've done that. So like being like, I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to lose this many inches off of this part of my body or I want to drink only three drinks a week or like you you get where I'm going with this like make it specific like the more specific the better um and number three is making sure that it's measurable so this sounds similar to specific but it's a little bit different in that like we can measure whether this has been done or not, like measurable in like, okay, like say I want to lose, like, I'm trying to think about how to like make, like differentiate these in the example of what I'm giving, but like making it measurable is like, we should be able to see like, okay, on a scale, like this thing has gone down or like in your bank account, this much has gone up. And like, we're making it measurable in the sense that like, we can measure the change. We can measure like, the amount of the goal that has been achieved, if you will. And the fourth one is making it achievable. And I know that sometimes people are like, but I want to set unrealistic goals. And I think that's great. I think there's definitely something to be said for having a really big vision. And I think I would differentiate your vision from your goals in the sense that I would say your vision is kind of like the overarching things that you want for your life, whereas the goals are like the things that you're going to do to get there, if that sort of makes sense. Um, So it's like the vision is almost like you see the big picture, you see everything that you want. It's like the vision board where you see all these things and the goal setting is how we're like us identifying an action plan of how we're going to get to those things. So whether that's like, okay, say the vision is I want to have a really fit and toned and healthy body, the goal that we would set is be like, I am going to go to the gym five days a week because we can measure that. It's specific. It ties into the bigger vision. So also when it comes to achievable, I really like to set goals in terms of like what I think I can accomplish. Like this is going to be really individual. And I think 
you playing around with this can be helpful to sort of figure out like what kind of a time frame works for you because you can make this as granular as being like today I'm going to do this or you can make it as big as like this year I'm going to do this. So when it comes to achievable or sorry when it comes to realistic it's like what do you kind of like just putting a guess, an educated guess out there. What do you sort of think you could probably accomplish in this year? Like, for example, something ridiculous for me to think would be like, I want to do a more than full time amount of my uni work and try and do more courses so that I can get through my degree faster. Like that's not realistic because there's certain infrastructures in place. Like those courses wouldn't be offered like that at school or like, you would be so exhausted that I don't know how you would get any of it done or like there's going to be sort of like restraints around what you can probably accomplish or say it's like a weight loss goal. It's like, well, there is going to be an amount of weight that you could lose that is going to be realistic and healthy for the time frame. Um, and going past that is probably not going to be beneficial because then your body's just going to go the other direction or you'd be starving yourself or whatever. So that's kind of what I mean by realistic. I don't mean to put a damper on your vision. I mean, just like be sort of realistic about what can sort of be achieved in that time frame. And then number six is time bound. So this is really like you are putting a date on it. You are being like this month, I'm doing this. And by the end of the month, I will either know if I have done it or I haven't done it. And I don't I think sometimes people can get a little bit scared when you put a time frame on it because it kind of puts a bit more pressure on you and it doesn't have to be something that puts negative pressure on you. I think this can be something that is more just so that you have a check-in point of when you want to accomplish things by. And then also you can use it as like a barometer of like how realistic is my goal setting and like can I readjust my goal now that I know more, now that I've accomplished like this part of it or so on and so forth because some of these things are going to be so individual. Like, I don't know, like the way that people at university like to do assignments. <laughs> like I am a person who likes to start really far ahead just so that I can have something down on paper so that I feel less anxious as the due date gets closer and closer. And some people like to cram it all in like a few weeks before. And neither of us is technically wrong, quote unquote, for working the way that we like to work. But also it's like, we like to achieve our goals time-wise in different ways. So you can kind of use that to play around to figure out like what works good for me? Like, do I work good with like a really close deadline? Or am I the kind of person who likes to have lots of time to sort of like, I don't know, do whatever it is you're doing, write your assignment or feel like you have like lots of time to like revise it or whatever. Um, so yeah, just to quickly recap, um, focus on what you want, like the mind is really good at focusing, like when you tell your mind what it wants, it wants to move towards that. So we have to make sure that we are focusing on what we do want instead of what we don't want. And I think writing down your goals in positive language, like I want X, Y, Z instead of I do not want X, Y, Z is gonna be really helpful, making it specific, making it measurable, making it achievable, making it realistic. And the last one is, making it time bound, like give it, giving it a time frame. So yeah, hopefully this 
episode on goal setting is helpful for you. And yes, if you're interested in booking a session in, the link is in the show notes. Or if you have questions, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. And yeah, I hope you have an amazing start to your year.